This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story, President Trump is poised to declare a national emergency over the coronavirus on this Friday the 13th, a date that has significant occult significance. I was wondering what would happen on Friday the 13th. Well, we are... Oh, we are getting sucked into a downward spiral of fear and low expectation, as predicted in Event 201. Maybe the coronavirus will take out Jason before he can slaughter everybody. Could be. It took out the smog in Italy. Did you see that, like, satellite imagery of how much better and return to nature Italy is? No, I didn't see that, but that's interesting. What I want to do, if... uh, if I can, I think I can. I'm going to, after the show, I'm going to put together a blog post that has like our essential links about coronavirus, Event 201, their call to action, our special report, the work we did with Spiro, his great video, and the two things you put together of the WSB shows that we think got us knocked off the air, plus maybe a link to how to sign up to our emergency email connection, because I just cannot see how long I am for Twitter. Like I've just been hanging it out there as it were. And I just, I just cannot, it's just a matter of time. I've been deplatformed like two and a half times already. I just can't see. So uh, I want people to kind of keep an eye out for that. But I do also think that this national emergency declaration might lead to Worse things like uh, not just voluntary quarantine, but maybe force quarantine. So we need to kind of think about that. I've been saying for a couple of days, like just because it's a PSYOP doesn't mean it doesn't have real impact. So people need to hunker down and really think hard about the things they want to stock up on if it's not too late. Do you think it's too late? I don't think it's too late to get stuff. I think you could probably order it online. I think Amazon's going to make a killing over the next few months. Yes, I agree with that. I think that we're absolutely, the social distancing measures, I think, are absolutely going to become mandatory in the coming weeks, maybe sooner than later. But I think most oh, people- Oh, I think so, yeah. Most people, I think, are going to self-quarantine. So I think it's we're going to see probably a few examples of people who don't, and that will pave the way to the mandatory. Should we just, I, I just want to mention a few things, and actually, I have to direct people to my Twitter feed at Monica Perez show, because I did throw out a tweet that said like, what would you do? And I got some real, like, what do you actually need? And I got some absolutely great advice. I mean, obviously like for me, I always think of high calorie things that don't rot and don't take up a lot of space, such as like trail mix, raisins, nuts, beef jerky, Things like that. People are saying, obviously, TP. Uh, one guy definitely said, or many guys said, ammo, pet food. Uh, the uh, Somebody said Twinkies because they never rot. I like tuna. And then I have a real, I have an absolute, uh, rice. very important one. Rice. So there's one guy who put out like the list, the prepper list. 20 pounds of rice, 20 pounds of beans, 20 cans of fruit, 20 cans of vegetables, 20 cans of meat, two containers of peanut butter, two bags of flour, one bag of sugar, one bag of salt, one pound of oats, a gallon of olive oil, and two containers of tang. In case we have to like catch a rocket to the moon, maybe? I'm not 100% sure. But obviously, if you want to hear that list, you just have to back up this podcast. I can't, I was, I know it was too fast to jot down. But there's one thing 
that I thought was very smart. My hairdresser said this to me. You should stock up on booze and weed just to use as currency. That is not a bad idea. Isn't that a good idea? I'm actually, I gave up drinking for Lent, and I actually think booze is not a good idea when you're stuck in your house with your entire family for two weeks. Like, I'm glad to, like, not. Kids can really compete for your attention, and you do not want to be at not on the top of your game under these circumstances. That, But weed, I think, if it's legal in your place, don't get yourself in trouble, but... Yeah, see, they're telling people to stay at home, stay off the roads, stay away from places to do these social distancing measures. So you're getting people kind of crammed in a house, and then they're saying stay six feet away from everybody. So well, if you're it, in the house, you're getting it. If someone has it, yeah, definitely yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. get it. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no reason to stay away from the people in your house because it's inevitable. But there are two other little wrinkles. Quarantine and chill. Hashtag quarantine and yes, chill. Yes, that was one of the things. Right one of yeah. the things. One of the responses to my tweets. It's like sounds like a whole lot of Netflix and chill. It's, I think it's going to be a lot more awkward though than Netflix and chill because, in the back of everybody's mind, they're going to be saying maybe I don't Ooh. have it right now. Maybe so and so does. There's going to be a lot of relationship tensions because people are going to say maybe we shouldn't kiss right now. I thought I actually said to my hairdresser, like the new kink is like cough on me, baby. You know, like a little risk or a little risk taking in the. Uh... If you have coronavirus, <laughs> I want it, baby. Right. Give it to me. I'm t- I can take it. <laughs> but there, there are two things that are a little off the path that I wanted to point out. One is I actually do have somewhat of a concern. And this is going to segue into what we're talking about uh, with sports and other stuff. But I have a little bit of a concern that they're going to say because of a lack of manpower, certain essential services will be suspended like garbage or maybe you'll have rolling blackouts or the water won't be, uh, they'll say there's tainted water. Like people are not worried about that stuff. I'm a little worried about that stuff because clearly this is a thing that's being orchestrated. You don't know what's on their agenda. Or the Amazon truck drivers can't come to work. Oh, yeah. No, Amazon, I, I, if they're saying they can't, I mean, the warehouses are full of robots and this might be an opportunity for them to say the only thing that really works is robots. This is definitely going to test out the digital future, online school, yes, and, online and everything. accelerate it. I mean, 100 years ago, something like this, people ha- do use social distancing measures. There would be no real communication with the outside world. Now everybody is going to be flooded onto social media. We're going to see stories on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter are going to be documenting what people are doing during the quarantine, during the shutdown. And and you also are going to look at virtual ways to do things, virtual sex, virtual school, virtual work, virtual. I'm surprised that they're not still delivering us the sports. But I want to say one thing before we get to that. This all is extremely regressive. It's a not progressive. It's it's like a socially regressive. First of all, you and I both talked about how Emory and I'm sure many, many, many other schools closed their dorms. So what they did was they actually took a community and dispersed it through public transportation, right? Like a lot of those people have to fly home. So you had a community that could have been just isolated. Like the cruise ship. And- yeah, it, yeah. Well, it's different because a cruise ship is like a Petri dish. So you want to get them off the Petri dish, even if you keep them in an isolated place. Yeah, but they still spread them out. They sent them home to all these places. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Absolutely, yes. And with Emory, there wasn't even any, like with these schools, there's no kind of screening process to get out. It just seems to me you're dispersing people into different communities. It's like you're mixing them up on purpose without thought. And And it can be a hardship. 
but it's also a hardship if you if you have enough money if you never worry about money and you have a lot of space you can go out and freaking buy out the store oh i'm getting two months worth of supplies i just have everything i'm just gonna buy everything i'm gonna stock it in my extra room whatever but people who don't have a lot of extra money or space and then they live in a small apartment and their kids have to stay home they can't go to work anymore it's a terrible thing not everybody's gonna get paid for this and small businesses a mom and pop shops they could go under with a month without revenue absolutely it could definitely Amazon will will gobble up all that business, and many of the global corporations will gobble up all those businesses. Yeah, companies that do not have online presence. My brother has a mechanic shop. He does not do stuff online. He's an old school guy. It's going to affect people like him more so than people whose businesses are concentrated online and is going to further encourage people adapting into that digital world. Yes, exactly. It's, a, it's, it's like cash for clunkers, speaking of your brother's shop. Cash for clunkers probably really hurt his business. I guess he had to adapt and he must have adapted, but you took cars that really needed some TLC. People understood them, could survive a kind of EMP or whatever, uh, and then replaced it with stuff that absolutely you have to plug in to diagnose, to fix. I mean, it really digitized cars in a way. Yeah. Cars are computers now, one and the same. Yeah, almost. and they were getting there. But the old ones, if you wanted to have an old car with a carburetor and stuff like that, you could have, but cash for clunkers. You look around now, and everything just kind of seems like a disposable, you know, they don't have any style. I, I have a little bit of a car thing, so that bummed me out. Yeah. But, but yeah, I see I see all that stuff, too. Oh, some, I don't know how I overlooked this. Ramen. Ramen noodles. <laughs> Ramen. More sodium <laughs> In one tiny pack than you yes. can ever imagine. You might need that. Perhaps. So you take for granted. So for me, I got multivitamins. I got cans of juice. Like I worry about, I don't, I'm not getting flu medicine. I'm getting, I want to keep healthy. I want the kids to be healthy. I got nothing so far except what we already had. My husband made me do it because they were saying stuff like, oh, we're going to have to work at home. And he's like, oh, you got to stock up. I might be home. I'm like, okay. The thing about toilet paper and yeah. some of the other items is that the only reason we have to stock up on them is because everybody else is stocking up on them. That's why you want what's called price gouging. I don't call it price gouging, but what you want is for Vaughn, uh, for Publix or Costco or whatever to say, uh, hey, the first thing of toilet paper is $4. The second one is $400. Yeah. Okay. And then everyone's like, okay, well, at least they'll have it on the shelves. Yeah. And then they, they can do that forever. They could just do that forever and they will always have enough toilet paper, but people then hoard. And if it's not distributed evenly in the beginning, then your you rich lady with the big guest room is going to have all the toilet paper and uh, no one else And can. that could lead to conflict and more spread oh, of the virus. People that... are knocking on the door. Hey, we heard you were hoarding all the toilet paper. Somebody saw you yes. walking out of Publix with five cases. Event 201, let's not forget, predicted two things that I think are are basically ahead of us. Or not, I don't think, but I'm just saying, they didn't happen yet. One was that it was going to spread in poor inner cities of mega cities yeah. in South America. And the other thing is there was violence. There was anti-government protests. And in Italy, they're talking about prisons, prisoners rioting because they can't see their they don't get their visitation rights, which is, I mean, seems like kind of a marginal problem compared to what's happening in Italy overall. But I, I, there, there is definitely talk of 
protests and uh, anti-government protests and things getting a little violent. So, I, and if that if they want to follow the script of Event 201, they certainly could make it happen. There's already protests in Hong Kong. Police finding bombs made by still. Yeah, I felt like that died down. No, they're just not reporting it as much. Right. Well, I've been wondering about the whole how Hong Kong plays into it. So the sports, the NCAA actually canceled the entire tournament yesterday and the rest of spring sports it doesn't appear that they plan on replaying it at any point in time or rescheduling it which is something that they've had an ncaa tournament every year since 1939 college baseball professional baseball the nba all of the distractions that america has are gone and i found myself sitting upstairs the other day going this feels kind of weird i can't just turn on a game if i wanted to turn on a game for me, I'm like, this is an opportunity to detox from my Georgia Tech addiction who's brought me nothing but suffering and pain my entire life. I, I should see this as an opportunity to break yes. free from this addiction to sports that occupies so I've much been, mind space I've been thinking of that, too. Like, we could use this as a way to kind of separate from being stress cases and running around like nuts. But they could. I mean, they the decisions have been coming down from sports. Baseball said they were suspending the season out of solidarity to not appear greedy. So, like, it's not even a health reason or anything like that. So, to me, they could, if they wanted to suck it up, and do a service and fulfill their contract, which I cannot imagine anyone has a contract that anticipates having a certain number of fans in the stadium, make them play if they want to get paid and pr- provide a- and keep that going over the airwaves for people. But I feel like they want to bring it home. They could offer uh, like overtime pay because of the risk for get- of getting hazard pay. Yeah, hazard pay to play. <laughs> They're probably less of a risk out on the field, like freaking yards and yards away from any other person. The occasional tag, okay. But uh, let me, uh, there was something I have to read. It's articulated so well what I've been feeling, and I just, I have to read it if you will indulge me. I will. Okay. It's just a meme. I don't know who wrote it. Someone tweeted at me. And just like that, The government controls all sporting events, concerts, jobs, colleges, medical facilities, whether or not you can leave your house, has depleted resources such as toilet paper and food, controls all travel. And you guys wonder why they develop and use viruses to scare the public? They now control you and everything about your life. See how easy it was? Mass panic, hysteria, complete control of literally the world over a virus, one that the survival rates are even extremely high. All freedom has been limited overnight. See how easy that was? That is, I mean, that's true. That's the message, man. That's what I'm getting. I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's been self-voluntary. Like we said, people have been doing it on their own so far, but I think it will eventually become mandatory for those who don't. But what it shows you is it wasn't self-voluntary because a bunch of people spontaneously yeah, thought of, fear, of it. Right, like, yeah. What this guy's saying is like it was it's just so easy to just snap your fingers because there's nothing you can do. Think about if you go look what happened to us. You know, we decided to not toe the line. I didn't even think that hard about toe. I never toe the line. I never thought about not saying anything. Never. Yeah. And 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 we were it was not tolerated. Not tolerated. So then you become a person who has no ability to produce economically. You can't eat. It's that social credit thing. All of a sudden, you're ostracized. People will be mad at you. 
there I've seen Facebook posts of like, I need to, who do I call when I see my neighbor whose husband was positive going to the store? She needs to be stopped. Yeah. Telling on your neighbors, telling on your family that all, all of these things happened early on in China. They are holding China up as the model now. So this, but this, but this is all propaganda. See, like, that's the thing. This is all mind control. It goes to what you were talking about yesterday with this guy, Peter Sandman saying, this is how you communicate. It's yes. propaganda. This the Peter the Sandman, impact of yeah, propaganda. They have to feel the impact of it in order to actually prepare Regardless of whether something real is coming, that's the idea of crisis communication. This Peter Sandman guy, he's like a crisis communicating expert to the stars and to government. He is the go-to guy on this subject. And I was reading through some more of his material last night, and a couple of interesting things popped up, which we did address, but this was definitely some validation. We talked about Tom Hanks and Ted Cruz, and I had suggested that they were modeling for the public so that the public will follow in their footsteps. They may or may not actually have it. I'm starting to believe that maybe they don't. Maybe they actually do. Maybe somebody infected them with something. I don't know, but I think it's a possibility they don't. One of his suggested actions is to encourage an active rather than a passive public, and one way of doing that is modeling the actions that you recommend. If you want people to give blood, you give blood. If you want them to wear face masks, you wear face masks. Make your go-to kit and your face mask and your three-day supply of food, set it up in one of your photo ops. So he goes into describing how to showcase this to the public, and that's exactly what the Ted Cruz and the Tom Hanks thing was, and I have a feeling they're both going to be fine. Whether they actually have something, I I'm questionable about that now. I'm not at all worried about. I mean, yeah, I'm not worried about it. But, but that thing, it's if you tested everybody last year, if you tested the seven billion people on Earth, if they had uh, were exposed to or positive for uh, the common cold, my guess is you would get like a billion positives. Yeah. I'm not, it, do, it doesn't even impress me if people are positive. So I want to say a few things about Tom Hanks, if you would allow. Go ahead. I obviously got, was like Mr. Rogers or the guy who saved Private Ryan or Forrest Gump. Like, who do you want to take your your uh, orders from or whatever? Who, who do you want to be just like? And I forgot Tom Hanks was the quintessential girl coach. So... League of their own. Right. And so his, the meme that came out since yesterday was, there's no crying in baseball. So I guess he's telling us to just nut up. But two other things about his scenario that I find quite curious. One is Australia is the model of a place that doesn't get recessions. They haven't had a recession in 30 years and JP Morgan just came out with a prediction, a forecast that the US and Europe would be in recession, which is two down quarters in GDP in July. And Australia is now worried about recession. And uh, Tom Hanks is in Australia. So if anyone were to spark a recession, it might be somebody drawing attention to the fact that coronavirus is in Australia. And then I have to say, since we try to get stay on top of predictive programming, there was in the Simpsons movie, which I watched recently, as as uh, as luck would have it, there was a Tom Hanks cameo where he's like saying something about the Grand Canyon. I don't know what, 
But this is his quote. This is how he starts his public service announcement in the Simpsons movie from like 2007. Ready? Have you heard this one? No, I don't think so. The U.S. government has lost its credibility, so it's borrowing some of mine. (laughs) Isn't that great? He is the one that you would choose when it comes to I know. I can't believe nobody won the pool. I talked about that tweet like the day before this happened. I was like, I tweeted, who's the first celebrity? And I got like 40 responses. And if anyone had thought of that, I should have thought of it because I saw that just recently. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. I think somebody tweeted it to me, but I couldn't find the tweet. So I just tweeted it from YouTube. I'm sure it'll be taken down. Oh, by the way, though, The Simpsons also had an episode even before that, like almost 20 years ago, 15 years ago, where Lisa Simpson became president, but she had taken over from a President Donald Trump who had run the United States into bankruptcy. Uh oh. Well, he has a little bit of a history of bankruptcy. So, his admin, exactly. And uh, don't forget, he's probably going to get a whole another four years to make that prophecy. Yeah, come I think true. he definitely will. Although, this is definitely going to affect the election. It's going to be the first digital election, most likely. Well, there's there have been suspended elections so far in the UK, local and mayoral races have been suspended for a year. It reminds me of Julius Caesar crossing the Rubicon and yeah. becoming dictator for a year. And then even Louisiana suspended its primary. They suspended the Democrat primary. Yes, I believe it was whatever. Yeah, I, I think we're going to see. I don't them. think they have a. Rep- I mean, a Republican one. Who cares? The first ever digital I, online I voting. This will be the end of caucuses. So no more IDs. Yeah, no more caucuses. Two. It's going to be different ways to verify your identification online. We're going to see a bunch of new stuff rolled out here pretty soon. I wanted to give you a word that I've been hearing. I wanted to tell you what the Brookings Institute, a panel discussion about the coronavirus, says that it meant. Have you heard the term flattening the curve lately? Uh, I don't know. I think I saw some stuff that may be referring to what you're talking about. Yeah, they showed the graph that you were talking about of how the virus is going to progress and how it's going to rise up real quickly. And the number of people infected will go really quickly. And the idea is they want to flatten that out. So the goal of the school closures is not really to prevent the number of infections from going up. That is, but there's no evidence that suggests that closing schools will lower the number of infections. What the real goal of it is, is to flatten the curve. And that means to spread out the number of infections that are happening at any one point in time. So they're okay with, well, not okay, but 100 people being infected, they see that as inevitable but the goal of closing the school would be to make that number be flattened over time instead of all 100 people being infected at one time. That way, it doesn't overwhelm the healthcare system. So if, 100, so if 50 people or 25 people get sick now and you separate them, then 25 get sick later, then you're going to have more beds open instead of all 100 of them getting sick at one time. Okay. Well, that's probably why they have to push out the incubation period to something that's like almost not even believable. If you're going to quarantine everybody for 14 days, it's going to be gone. Like you're not going to have to have that rolling surge unless you have this weirdly long dormancy virus. Well, they say it's not really effective in stopping the virus. It's just effective in slowing down the spread. We're beyond the containment measures that they say China took. We're in the mitigation stage, which... That's what these measures are for, according what to What they the should tell people is do not access health care if you're not in need of health care. So even if you think, I, I'm not suggesting this, but I wonder why they don't say this. 
if you have the coronavirus and you don't have life, see the way these kind of things, from what I understand, jeopardize your life is when you start getting things like very extreme symptoms and they need to help mitigate the symptoms because it's a virus. There isn't an antiviral. And even if there were a vaccine, it wouldn't matter if you already have the virus. So how do they do that? They give you fluids, they keep your temperature down, they take care of you, but you aren't going to get that. They're not going to actually hospitalize you for that if you're not that sick. They say like almost everybody just is not that sick. Yeah. So it doesn't really like normally the way they tell you to do it when it's a normal flu season, cold season is you don't go in until unless you have you think it's bacterial or you have, you know, which usually would be like a fever, whatever you think I have strep throat, got to have antibiotics. So I just I feel like it's like when that Hurricane Rita came and they told everybody in Houston, 30 miles inland to evacuate and it kept the people from Galveston from getting out. And the Galveston people were the ones yeah. who were in the real danger. Yeah, I feel like like what you were saying, they overwhelmed the healthcare system with by equalizing the priority of all cases. Yeah. And they shouldn't do that. And then they're also keeping healthcare workers at home, which is insane. Absolutely. And they're not testing people. They're not really, they still haven't tested most people because there's not, they haven't been made available yet, all of the tests. And it's something like, I think only like 70 people have been tested. But the testing, what is the point of the testing but to gather statistics? Because it doesn't change how you treat the symptoms of the illness. Well, for them, it determines whether or not they're going to isolate or quarantine. Quarantine is what they do to people who might have been in contact with somebody. Isolate is what they do to people who test positive. Okay. I just feel like if you're sick, you pretty much need to kind of stay yeah. away from people anyway. I mean. Well, that's why this is going to become mandatory before too long because there will be yeah. a few people that don't. There'll be people who test positive. Like you said, their neighbor will call and say so-and-so tested positive. Although I don't know if people who test positive will be allowed to be unsupervised Well, the, in the some Facebook way. post I saw was that the husband tested positive. Both were sick. The husband went to the doctor and tested positive and was like in the hospital. And the wife didn't. So she went to the store, went shopping. And she needs to be stopped. Bought all the toilet paper. Yeah, she, somebody needs to get her. <laughs> she bought all of it. Now, I want to say one thing. I have been saying to expect that there will be a call for Trump to be quarantined. And that has happened. Oh. Justin Trudeau is now self-quarantining. His wife and the tested Brazilian positive. Guy. And every day, a new picture with some, of somebody that Trump, whose hand he shook. Yeah, the Brazilian. Yeah, the President Brazilian Brazil. guy was today. And now I saw some calls last night and this morning of Trump needs to self-quarantine. He says he's fine, but how do we know? So that's going to continue to spread. We're going to start to spread. Now that word is becoming common in my language, the word spread, community spread. And people are going to be blaming deaths on Trump for not quarantining, I bet. Oh, like the headline of the guy supposedly who was charged with murder for not self-quarantining. Yeah. I have to say, don't it, that it is uh, meaningful, in my opinion, that they are stimulating like freaking crazy. The Fed announced that it would be monetizing debt, buy, buying with cash treasuries in the repo market, just putting cash directly onto the balance sheet of banks, which is a supercharged, if I understand what's happening correctly, I read their release, I think it's this, that when you put it directly onto the bank's balance sheet, the bank can lend that out to 10 times the money you actually gave them. If the government gives the bank money for its balance sheet, that money, it's called fractional reserves. They only have to keep, they can, if they have $100 million new on their books, they can lend out a billion 
So it's highly stimulating, highly stimulating and inflationary ultimately. But all this stuff, these stimulus have a little bit of a lag time. So say you've got this recession through July. I just expect that from July to November, this stuff is going to go gangbusters, gangbusters just in time for Trump. And he said yesterday, the market's going to bounce back big at just the right time. Yeah. Gonna, so the I'm market's going to go gangbusters, that. not the coronavirus. Yeah. Well, yeah. now, not then. Now that you'll get the coronavirus, then you'll get the economic bang. I see. The economic bang, huh? That's what I think. Some good news is that they're now saying that there's no evidence that dogs and cats can get the coronavirus. They were euthanizing dogs in China because people were freaking out and afraid. Now they're saying your dog and your cat is not going to get it from you. It's not transmissible. My my uh, son said the World Health Organization said now that dogs no longer need to be in quarantine. And he said, you know, in summary, who let the dogs out? It's <laughs> <laughs> well, so corny. If you didn't set it up for me, I never would. I mean, I didn't hear. I didn't know you were going to say that, but. We need to train the dogs to be doctors. They're the only ones who are immune. Maybe they can sniff it. Dogs can sniff cancer for reals. I know. Medical detection dogs, they have like a high level of accuracy when they're trained. Speaking of community spread, which we spoke about a moment ago, Pornhub is now offering free premium access to Italians that are struggling to get through the coronavirus lockdown. So, Oh, they're not. They're, of all things that should. Yeah, get addicted <laughs> to porn. No, but I mean, they can't play baseball, but you can still generate porn. Yeah. I guess they're recycling. Yeah. I guess they're recycling. You know, it would not surprise me if some coronavirus themed porn popped up. (laughs) I'm telling you, people are just going to cough on each other. It's going to be like a new SM. There you go. Just walk by and cough in my face. Hashtag quarantine and chill. (laughs) So, okay. Uh, I have to say, there is this. The, is Russia the dog that isn't barking? Um, Perhaps. I don't know. Event 201 did say that disinformation and misinformation would be generated by states, that by governments who are hostile to the, the uh, allied And that's powers, the claim right now is that Iran and Russia is blaming us for creating the bioweapon saying we created it dropped it off in china and the british have come to our defense and created like a department to tackle specifically russian misinformation so thank you again brit they're on it yeah <laughs> coming to our defense again it's like world war one and world war two oh my <laughs> You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. Stay safe out there. Keep your hands and face clean. And we will talk <laughs> to you germaphobe. next week. <laughs> it's a good time to be a germaphobe. That's true. <laughs>